0: Think is the day will come when you'll be sick to death of hearing that same tune. It's all very novel at the moment. It'll grate on you though eventually. Good morning. It's Monday, December fourth, twenty twenty three. It's a cold and wet Salford. It's a cold and wet Salford. In fact the rac is warning people taking to the roads this morning in their motor vehicles and their motorcycles that you better be careful. Lot of voice around on the roads today. So maybe drive a little bit slower than you normally do. You might be listening to this in the car or the bike because it's a, in the bike, in the sidecar, here, yeah, because it's a podcast. It is the papers. I'll be looking at the front pages of the UK's newspapers in a moment and some of the stories inside as well because, as usual, there are some interesting things in the papers. Hope you had a nice weekend Hope you've made good use of your weekend. I had a lovely weekend. Nice and chilled, it was. Trip into town with the dogs on the tram, which is always exciting on Saturday. Did the melodies yesterday and then spent the afternoon watching one of my sporting heroes, Ronnie O'Sullivan, from Essex, winning his eighth UK Championship snooker Uh, title, which is an extraordinary achievement. It was brilliant to watch that. So yeah, nice weekend. Enough of me. Let's look at the Daily Mail. We'll start with the Mail today. If you need to know a little bit more about sex and dating, there's an interview with the creator of Sex and the City in the Daily Mail. If you're struggling in the amorous department, if you're struggling in the love department, you might want to read that, but forget that. Headline on the front page of the Mail, PM warns BBC over biggest licence fee increase for 40 years. Now, several of the papers today are carrying stories about the BBC and the licence fee. The Daily Mail reports that Rishi Sunak, the Prime Minister, is asking the, co- the corporation that's right, to cut costs amid speculation the government could limit the planned increase to the licence fee In April, Sunak said all public organisations should, quote, cut their cloth during a difficult time for households. Yeah, the BBC wants it to go up by £15 in April. That's what the Beeb wants. The Daily Telegraph, same story. Sunak to block BBC licence fee increase. Photograph on the front page of the Daily Telegraph of George Clooney and his wife. Also on the front page of the Telegraph is the headline AI will analyse every hospital scan under Labour. Uh, Clooney's wife, her name is Amal, by the way, just in case I get accused of misogyny. George and Amal Clooney. I don't believe Clooney is straight. I believe he's as gay as Christmas. He's one of them, isn't he? What do you mean he's one of them? He's one of those gay guys who doesn't want anybody to know he's gay, is my opinion. Before I get sued for libel, I was only joking. (laughs) The Daily Mirror. Thatcher backlash hits Starmer. We'll talk about that in a few minutes, but only briefly. There is a photograph of Starmer and a photograph of Thatcher. And uh, he's praised Thatcher, apparently. Well, he, he, he did in an article in the Sunday Telegraph. He credited her with bringing about meaningful change during her time at Number 10. And this hasn't gone down well with the unions who remember a very different Margaret Thatcher, it must be said. So that's the front page of the Mirror. We will talk briefly about that. N- number of papers carrying photographs of cars parked up, covered in snow, because the weather in some parts of the country, Cumbria in particular, has been frightful. Do you like that little Christmas reference there? The weather outside is frightful. The Guardian, the headline is, Starmer Labour Will Not Turn On Spending Taps if it wins the election. Well, that's pretty straightforward, isn't it? Um, Starmer is going to give a speech to the Resolution Foundation today, which is a left-wing think tank, right? And in the speech, he's going to say, don't panic, we're not going to turn on the spending tops, we're not going to borrow billions and billions to spend and spend, so don't worry about that. There are fears, of course, that Labour will basically introduce more public sector cuts in keeping with the Conservative Party and its policies over the last 13 years. The Daily Express headline, Don't write us off, Tory's plan for election battle. So the Express has an interview with new Tory chairman Richard Holden, and he is not downbeat at all about the party's prospects in next year's election, saying a fifth term is within our grasp. They are currently trailing, depending on which poll you believe, Uh, The Tories trailing Labour by about 20 points. They're miles behind. The, I not that it matters. The I paper, Tories losing voters to Farage amid anger over high migration. Yes, less room for optimism, according to the uh, I paper for the Tories. A growing threat from Farage's Reform UK amid anger over the immigration numbers that came out last week. An opinion poll has reformed at a high of 11% with the paper claiming such a result would split the Tory, vote and lead to a significant number of constituencies going Labour's way. Reform is Richard Tice, isn't that right? That's right. And GB News is the propaganda wing of the Reform Party. It's absolutely vaudeville. What's happening in the media here But then, what else is new? The Times leads with economy pays heavy price as UK gets fatter. We might talk about that in a moment. The paper at the Times saying the economy um, is losing £100 billion a year to obesity. We will talk about it momentarily. Uh, The Sun train strikers balls to Britain. Balls to Britain. Balls to Britain. What's that all about? Well, the bosses of the Aslef Rail Union had a Christmas party with tour with sorry with labour um, activists and labour councillors and labour party people. On the same day, it begins or began a week of industrial action. So while the trains are, while some rail workers are going out on strike, they're staggering these strikes. By the way, the bosses of the union Aslef had a knees up with uh, Labour people, and that's not gone down well with the sun. There's a Metro headline is, show us the money. And this is a hacking story. It's a cyber hack. Hackers are threatening to reveal the royal family's stolen health records unless they are paid £300,000 by Tuesday. They've hacked into a hospital which is used by the royal family. Can't tell you which one exactly at the moment. Because my eyesight is absolutely it's the King Edward the Eighth Hospital. Hang on. No, it's the King Edward King Edward the Seventh Hospital, that's the one. And it's used by some of the babies have been born there, apparently. It's used by the family, and hackers have hacked in and they've got the records. And if you don't give us three hundred K, we'll release the records and we'll embarrass you. The Daily Star Skate Britain. Instead of Great Britain, the star focusing on the freezing weather conditions hitting large parts of the UK today, it says that Britons should brace themselves for Ice Rink Monday. And as I said, the RAC is advising motorists to take special care today because in in lots of the country, in many parts of the country, the roads are very icy. That goes for joggers too, like me, be careful it's icy out there. Now, speaking of reform, and it doing well in the polls and threatening the Tories. Here's a story inside the telegraph. I mean, this is just nonsense, but anyway. Farage would be welcome to rejoin broad church Tory says Sunak. The telegraph. The the article goes like this. Sunak suggested Nigel Farage would be welcome to rejoin the Conservatives, insisting his party is a broad church. Farage left the Tories in 92, after the signing of the Maastricht Treaty, which laid the foundation for shared judicial and foreign policies among EU members. He went on to play a prominent role in campaigning for Britain's departure from the EU as the leader of UKIP and then the Brexit Party. He's currently on I'm a Celebrity, Get Me Out of Here. He is the Honorary President of Reform UK, which The Telegraph describes as an insurgent right-wing party, currently polling at almost 10%. The paper said 11%. The Tories are around about 25%, almost 20 points behind Labour. Asked about a plea from Stanley Johnson, the father of former Prime Minister Boris Johnson, for the Conservatives to open their arms to Farage, Sunak said, we've always been a broad church. Yeah, Farage, of course, was a nightly television show on GB News when he's not on reality TV with ITV's I'm a Celebrity. Again, they're laughing in our faces, aren't they? Let's leave it. Also in the Telegraph, Sunak will block nine pence licence fee hike. We talked about this. This is on the front page of two of the papers, this BBC licence fee hike. The B wants £15 more from every household, starting from... April, that'll bring it up to about 170 quid, will it, per annum, the licence fee. Sunak threatening to block it, asking everybody to cut their cloth. The Guardian, this is fairly worrying, this, but maybe not surprising, inside The Guardian, thousands of young, excuse me, thousands of UK young people caught watching online child abuse images. This is depressing. Several thousand young people are being caught each year sharing or watching indecent images of children a guardian investigation has revealed and this material includes child abuse material figures obtained through freedom of information requests to police forces across england wales and northern ireland show that in some regions the majority of people identified by police as watching or sharing indecent images of children are under 18. how depressing the majority of people identified sharing images of Uh, indecent images of children, are under 18. And they quote Detective Chief Inspector Tony Garner, and he's heading up an online child sexual exploitation team from Worcester. He said, while some of the child cases involved sexting, which is the consensual sharing of sexual images between teens, others have been found watching the most abhorrent material. This guy Tony Garner went on to say, I've been policing 20 years and have been scratching my head the past couple of years about the harm we are seeing. It's scary. As a country, as a society, it feels completely out of control. And this guy, Detective Chief Inspector Tony Garner, went on to say children are becoming desensitised by early exposure to pornography, with an increasing interest in shocking material after being exposed to violent pornography. He says, without intervention, kids are becoming addicted to very harmful material. Surprise, 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 surprise. Again, something often discussed on the Richie Allen Show, Monday to Thursday, live, 4 o'clock UK time. That is very depressing, isn't it? Yeah. I wonder how much of a part schools are playing in that with the introduction of very graphic materials for very young children in primary schools. And ironically, schools are saying, well, because of the easy access to very graphic pornography, we need to intervene very early on. You just wonder about that, don't you? Might come up on the other show a little bit later on. The Times, Rishi Sunak urged to introduce smoking-style restrictions. This isn't new. It feels like we've been reading this story and talking about it since Moses was in short trousers. This notion that we've got to do something about the obesity crisis in the UK and we maybe need to put a moratorium on advertising junk food and we maybe need to stop the advertising of junk food and we maybe need to intervene with obesity jabs and all of this shit. What is the story? Britain's weight problem is costing, if you believe the Times, £100 billion a year and will scupper Rishi Sunak's plans to get the sick back to work. The effect on national productivity from excess weight is nine times bigger than previously thought and threatens to leave Britain a sick and impoverished nation. And that's according to Henry Dimbleby, the government's former food adviser. The cost of obesity is expected to grow by another £10 billion over the next 15 years, as the nation's population ages, according to a comprehensive report on the impact on the country's finances. This guy, Dimbleby, wants ministers to introduce smoking-style restrictions on junk food rather than continue with hugely problematic plans to put millions of people on weight-loss drugs. Yeah. Two-thirds of British adults are now overweight or obese. Can you believe that? A country like the UK, and I do believe it, I do believe two-thirds of British adults are now overweight. I'm a keen people-watcher, me. A very not shrewd, a keen observer of people when we're out and about. And we're out and about most weekends with the puppies. Yeah, a lot of people carrying weight. A lot of people look overweight. No doubt about that. Two-thirds obese or overweight. That's up from half a generation ago. The average man now weighs six kilos more than in 1993. The average woman is five kilos heavier now than she was in 1993. Again, we've been hearing and reading this story forever. They're talking about a 9pm junk food advertising watershed meaning you couldn't advertise junk food until after 9pm, and a ban on buy-one-get-one-free deals on unhealthy products. Now, that's been delayed until 2025. There is a new health secretary. Her name is Victoria Atkins. She says she wants to give people help and advice on how to be healthy, not to be nanny-state-ish. But again, she's, well, speaking out of both sides of her mouth because Victoria Atkins will do whatever she's told to do, right? Right. Right. Okay. We'll leave the obesity story there. The Mirror, and this this is on the front page of the Mirror. Fury at embarrassing Keir Starmer for praising Margaret Thatcher to woo Tory voters. Number of commentators are saying, with his party so far ahead in the polls and seemingly nailed on to form the next government, what the hell is Starmer doing, praising or seeming to praise? the the legacy of Margaret Thatcher. What's going on there? Starmer was hit by a furious backlash last night, says the Mirror, for lavishing praise on Thatcher. In comments that enraged parts of the party, he hailed the divisive Tory PM for bringing about, quote, meaningful change, end quote, and setting loose our natural entrepreneurialism. Can't believe I pronounced that correctly at the first time of asking. Entrepreneurialism. Now he wrote about this in the Sunday Telegraph, uh, did Starmer. The unions are pissed off. To be fair, he also mentioned the warmongering, bloodthirsty madman Tony Blair. He mentioned him as well. And Clement Attlee, right? He said those guys uh, understood that politicians must act in service of the British people rather than dictating to them. Has Starmer been asleep for the last 25 years? He must be. You know, Blair wants to bring in digital ID. Blair wants everybody to have a vaccination ID. He wants everybody to be vaccinated, whether they like it or not. He wants the World Health Organization to take control of health policy for every country in the world. Tony Blair killed a million people in Iraq and more elsewhere around the world and made three million people flee the country. What's he talking about, Starmer? That Blair understood that politicians must act in service of the people rather than dictate to them. Jesus wept, eh? Anyway, so it goes on to quote a couple of union people. Chris Kitchen, General Secretary of the National Union of Mine Workers, told the Mirror that he can understand that some people thought Thatcher was great. If I was a multi-millionaire who got rich off her policies, maybe I would. He went on to talk about being a former coal miner. They also quoted the Fire Brigade's Union General Secretary, Matt Rack. Matt Rack. And he said that Thatcher's government deliberately inflicted mass unemployment and poverty on communities through vindictive pit closures and the decimation of manufacturing industry in the UK. So Starmer, invoking the wrath, the ire of uh, died in the wool, certainly over a certain age anyway, Labour supporters here, in the UK. They're all the same, all of them. Blair basically was a continuation of the policies of Margaret Thatcher. David Cameron was a continuation of the policies of Tony Blair. It's all going the same way, right? They've all worked one way or another towards the Great Reset, towards Agenda 2030. You know it, I know it. Sadly, most people in the country do not know it. Here's one in the Daily Mail that caught my eye because I'm sure the conservative talk radio shows will be loving this one this morning. Inside the Daily Mail revealed children of British Isis brides are being returned to the UK in secret and put up for adoption. When you hear the term Isis bride, it, it, it automatically invokes images of Shamima or Shamima Begum, the girl who left London as a teenager, fled the country, went to Syria, joined up with ISIS. Sure, why wouldn't you? You know, what I mean? <laughs> Jesus Christ. Anyway, do you know things are boring? I might pop off to Syria and join a bunch of fucking head-shopping maniacs. Anything for a more exciting life, you know. According to the Mail, the children of British women who joined the ISIS terror group are being returned to the UK and put up for adoption. It has emerged at least ten children are said to have been repatriated from detention camps in Syria. Those that have been repatriated are understood to be mainly orphans of unaccompanied minors. Among them are two siblings whose British mother is believed to have been killed in northeastern Syria in 2019. Their dad, who isn't British, is understood to have been captured and is currently in a detention camp for foreign fighters. Lovely. Lovely jubbly. The Syria-born siblings repatriated last year said to be living with foster carers in South East England and are said to be adopted despite one set of grandparents that do not live in the UK being willing to care for them. Well, that's outrageous. If there are grandparents who want to look after these children, they should be settled with the grandparents, shouldn't they? Wow. So that's in the mail. As I said, the right wing radio shows will be loving that this morning, won't they? Those clowns on Talk TV, no doubt about it. The Sun. Well, I I, I don't like these stories, but I'm always interested in these local authority tyranny stories. You know these stories? So The Sun has a story about Ron Knight. Ron is 88. Two little ducks. Two little ducks. It's the only thing I've never done in entertainment. I've never read the bingo numbers. But listen, if you're a bingo hall somewhere and you want somebody with a gorgeous radio voice, well, obviously you won't be ringing me, right? <laughs> I'll put you in touch with Hayden Hewitt. But um, I've never done the bingo numbers. I'd love to do the bingo numbers. I'd love to do the bingo numbers. Anyway, Ron Knight is 88. And here's the story. A pensioner is facing dying in jail. Really? Thanks to his, quote, vicious counsel because he knocked down part of his own wall, yeah. Ron Knight, 88, has vowed he will die before he gives in to the local authority after it has waged a vendetta against him. The grandad, he must be a great grandad now, the grandad claimed he had been pursued by Somerset County Council for the last six years after he dismantled a section of a stone wall to gain access to his land. The council claims that not only was the wall within a conservation area, but it was also an ancient monument. This has come as news to to Ron, because he built the wall. (laughs) I, I was shocked, says Ron, when they said it was an ancient monument, because I built it myself. So he spent 40 years, did Ron, farming 350 acres at Cannon Court Farm, near Sherbourne, Somerset. He was never informed about his land being made a conservation area. He told The Sun Online this would be laughable if it wasn't for the threat of jail I'm now facing. He's been fined three times in six court appearances, each time he's refused to pay because he knows he's right. It's my land. It's my fucking wall. I took it down after I built it because I need better access. The council coming after me, fining me, threatening me with prison. They can jail me if they want, but who's going to look after my wife, who suffers from chronic arthritis and relies on me to look after her 24 hours of the day? This isn't funny. This is how councils behave. Little, Little SS council workers. This is how they carry... I've seen this over the years I've lived in the UK... Uh, threatening people, warning people, telling them you can't do this on your own property and you can't do that. What you need to do is what Ron is doing. But it's more difficult for Ron because he's got a dependent wife who needs care. But what you need to do when you own your own property is tell them to fuck off and really be aggressive about that and ignore them. That's the thing you do with tyrants, little Hitlers, is you ignore them and tell them they can go and sting for their fucking fines, which are not criminal in any case, it's civil. So all you got to do is deny, when the bailiffs come around 12 months or 18 months later to say, well, uh, you, you, you lost this civil case against the local authority, and we're here to take some goods to pay for the settlement, you deny them access to your property, which is your legal right, and eventually they go away. That's how you do it. The fucking cheek of this council in Somerset to be harassing this very old man who's worked his entire life on his farm, you know. Bottles, uh, it boils my pace, it doesn't bottle anything. That story found in today's Daily Sun. And there isn't much more to be telling you this morning, this very cold December 4th, 2023. What is the BBC reporting? Well, it's reporting on the horrors and the hell and the speaking of nazis what the israelis are doing in gaza squeezing the remaining palestinian people into southern gaza and bombing the absolute shit out of them it's genocide it's ethnic cleansing i'm sick of saying it because i don't think anybody gives a shit really and i don't mean you what else is it it's terrible isn't it what else is it reporting on um just the bad weather really uh, giant pandas being transported back to China uh, story about Venezuela not a lot else going on today or this morning I should say you dearest listener of mine have been listening to the papers with me Richie Allen and at this time I remind you as I always do I'm on air at four o'clock today four o'clock UK time with Monday's Richie Allen radio show I hope you can join me there Please download the app. You'll get it at Google Play and you'll get it on Apple's App Store, okay? Drive safely, wrap up well or wrap up well and drive safely and speak later. Have a great Monday. Bye, Sloan Tommel.